Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world, welcome to the Influential You podcast. I'm Josh D'Amigo, program faculty member for Influential You and your host for this weekly podcast. At Influential You, we teach you how to take charge of your career and amplify your professional influence. Since 2009, we have helped thousands of business owners, executives, and entrepreneurs become more influential, more rewarded, and more you. Today, we welcome a special guest, Dr. Bo Hengen, to the Influential You podcast. Dr. Bo is the CEO and founder of Absolute Essential LTD. Absolute Essential is a company built on sustainability principles to promote health and well-being for our global future. Based in Auckland, New Zealand, Dr. Bo holds her doctorate in osteopathy, I'll say it again, osteopathy, I'll probably say it wrong and have her do it for me, and naturopathy with qualifications in aromatic medicine, and I'm looking forward to having her share her heartfelt story today. Thank you for joining me in welcoming Dr. Bo Hengen to the Influential You podcast. And Dr. Bo, can you just start by telling me about your doctorate? Because clearly I am butchering those words. Uh, osteopathy and naturopathy. Um, naturopathic physician, osteopathy, and aromatic medicine. And now you have to slow it down so that I can get it right. Say it one more time. <laughs> osteopathy. Osteopathy. Um, naturopathic physician and okay. aromatic medicine. Now, now tell me a little bit about what that qualifies you to do. Tell me a little bit about your offer in the marketplace when it comes to that, that title. Well, in the, in the marketplace, we design, market, and manufacture certified organic natural healthcare products. Um, and they're utilizing medicinal essential oils, which are quite different to your flavor and fragrance essential oils as active ingredients. And so essentially, we've chosen that um, a raw ingredient because I trained in it in France years and years ago. Um, and I'm really still, this is 40 something years later, I'm still fascinated with, with what it does and how effective it is. So we help people with sleep and stress problems, respiratory problems, skin problems, and the products are highly effective and have huge efficacy due to our commitment to sustainability and certified organic. We're certain, certified vegan as a company. So we're really, really feeling that health and creating good quality natural healthcare products is, is our passion, you know? Uh, I love that. And let's put the website up so that we can we can show everybody how they can get more uh, of your um, essential oils and all the different things that you offer. Can you tell us just a little bit more just about the company for the listeners that may be interested in what you do? Yeah, so Absolute Essential um, was created 34 years ago. We are in our 35th year. And essentially, we have all the raw materials which we source from um, 32 different countries around the world. Uh, directly from the producers. So we work with the producers in sustainability um, projects, help them to certify organic and create businesses for them really where, where they're making a good, um, a good living. And so, and then we, we create, we take those uh, raw materials into New Zealand and we make products which are specifically designed. And of course that's where, specialist knowledge and my expertise really come in because it's taken me years and years and years to, um, to learn. And this is where my, my professional career in, in medicine and in natural healthcare medicine was, I'm really committed to it. And I felt the more um, education I have, 
the more I can actually help people with creating the right products for them. Ah, that's so fat. Thank you so much. I, I, I really love actually getting to know you over the last few days and, and looking at some of your answers. And we'll start with this. You have a fascinating backstory. Would you be willing to tell us briefly the story of Jabari and how it influenced the mission behind your business? Sure. So I was, um, I was lucky enough to, you know, 40, 40 years ago, um, or actually 38 years ago, to work with a um, doctor in France and studying aromatic medicine. So I'm, I'm from, I was born in Germany and grew up in France. I have two French grandmothers who dragged me through the forest picking herbs and, you know, those sort of things. So my, my um, consideration of what I would do with my life was always a natural health. And it was never a question what I would do. So which consider where you should go and what you should study. Um, so I was working with a doctor and we were using um, essential oils as, as natural material. Um, and so after I finished there, I was traveling through Africa and I happened to, um, I decided to visit some of the suppliers and I could see what incredible benefit this product created in enhancing the well-being in our Western world. And then I visited the supplier and Jabari, which was the lady, she took my hand and led me to her tent and it was poverty and, you know, everything you can imagine. This is many years ago now. Um, it was in the Sahara. And, you know, just because of my color of my skin, she just expected me to have solutions for her. And I, I listened and sat down with her and, and heard the stories about her um, not being able to support her family, how the extraction of this raw material was really depleting um, and wasn't really adding any well-being to, to their story. And I, that really disturbed me. So that, that moment really changed my life. Um, because I, I just felt there must be a better way of creating well-being and a sustainable supply chain, which benefits the people who supply us. And let's face it, that's why we can live so well. Um, while we extract product and treat these products really well with creating quality products, which then enhances our well-being. So a circular economy idea, um, what, 38 years ago now, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think it's just such a touching story. And, and the way that you tell it, it, it means a lot, especially right now. I, I think, you know, I'm a soccer fan or a, a footballer. And, and I, you know, seeing the World Cup and seeing a lot of the poverty that's gone on and how it was created and some of the ethics that are there. I just want to say thank you, because it's, it's not every day that you find someone that cares this much about a life mission and also puts it into their work. So, so thank you for your example. And speaking of that, you also had a life altering experience that you said led you to find influential you. Will you, will you tell us about that? Yeah. So, I mean, look, setting up a, starting a business, I didn't have any means. I didn't have any experience and I didn't have any qualifications. So I, I think anybody who wants to start a business, they should, enroll for a three months program and running or walking a marathon or half a marathon because you need to have an incredible amount of resilience and and you need to discipline yourself and practice with um with what you are 
what you want to achieve. And it's just not, it's not a, a straight line, right? There's mm -hmm. going to be, you're going to be knocked about and disillusioned and you get a little, little bite thrown to you where it gives you more energy to, to um, continue. And it might be feedback from a customer. It might be feedback from a supplier. So there's little, little bits and pieces. So you need to have a very strong why to, to start a business. Um, so the business was going and it was, I guess, I worked really hard at it and it was on the cost of family and friends and, um, and I think any business owner, which is in your program would be able to relate to that. You know, the late nights, the, the, the weekends, the weekend works, the, the, the stresses, which comes with it, the pillow talks, you know? So I had an, um, an accident 10, 10 years ago now. And, I was rolled over by a truck and it was a 12 ton truck with a horse in it. So it's significant. And there was a moment in that where I actually looked at, you know, the decision to survive was, was clear. And there was also a reason why that was, was necessary. And for me, I really made a commitment that, that surviving that will be, um, with being going back to full health and also will make a difference, a greater difference in people's lives, you know? Mm -hmm. So after I recovered through applying all my knowledge to my own body in self-healing and succeeded to recover with full health, I mean, you've seen me, there's, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to see a thing. Um, so I knew, I, like I wanted to, I knew I needed to make changes, not to fall back into the same pattern with the business because during my recovery, I had a very light touch on the business and the business actually actually thrived. People stood up. People um, really, you know, took the opportunity to, to um, show me that they can do it and also that they can, um, you know, they can, they can perform and they actually want to because it's a worthwhile business to to continue to work with, especially my, my daughter was um, implemental in this, in this whole process. So at this stage, um, I met somebody, you know, the accidents at a cardiovascular conference I was, and somebody from Influential You said, oh, we're having an evening tonight, and why don't you come along? And um, that was Griff from Perth, you know. So And so here I go along, and I thought, I thought about it, and I thought, that could be, you know, the 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 this thing which could help me structure and make sure I don't fall back into into the previous bad habits. Um, yeah, so that was the reason why I joined with Influence Ecology, which is probably now eight nine years ago. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. Nine it's probably ago, yeah. been eight nine years, but you've gone through the entire, I guess, four year curriculum in the sense of. You did the fundamentals of transaction. You completed mechanics and practice. You've gone to mechanics and practice too. You're in the legends program with me. And I'm, I want to know a little bit about, tell me, why was it a solution? Why did you see that as possibly something that could help you in your mission and your business? Initially, I think, you know, when I think back, it was probably, I could see that it could give me um, structure. It was a system. Um, it was utilizing 
a lot of resources which I had been in touch before, like the emails, um, like Influence. I had read the book Influence. So it, it was sort of the FOT was something which pulled all those things together for me. Um, and it gave me a commitment and a structure where I needed to go um, and turn up, you know, every two weeks with something. It also opened, um, I think this is probably what I still most enjoy. It opened connection with so many professional people around the world, which I actually wouldn't have connections to otherwise, because, you know, typically we stick into our own little industries, aren't you? Like I'm in natural mm -hmm. health. You you know you've come from radio so you know you you hang around in these circles and I'm I'm a big thinker I'm I can see the future and I needed just more stimulation from a different crowd of people good or bad you know <laughs> to just help me nurture that that big thinking and and you you identify as an inventor personality yep I think so everybody tells me. <laughs> well, I'll say this because I see you as incredibly intelligent and I'm, I'm actually even blown away when we talked a little bit before the show about your um, connection and, and you're a fellow with the Sir Edmund uh, Hillary uh, Fellowship. Tell me a little bit about the deep thinking. I would love to hear about your mind. Like when you stop and look at the things that you do and the way that you see the world, I'd love to tap into that inventor mind and, and what, how it looks for you. Well, I actually, you know, in my mind, it's very simple. Nothing is impossible. So I I just, you know, when somebody um, has a breakdown, I just don't think about so much about the, oh, you poor thing <laughs> talk. I think about, oh, this is what we could do to find a solution, you know, which is most annoying to people who just want to have a bit of a, bit of a, a gossip and a netter you know so I I just really I just instantly jump to the solutions in my brain and the so solutions are never never limited mm. and I don't know if you're born with that sort of stuff or if you learn it on you know I'm not sure but where that comes from that's a that's a thing in the personality um, exploration with influence ecology which which you do very well you know to just have the uh, the different personalities it's, you know, why are you who you are? Mm. You know, mm. how how come? I mean, I've got grandchildren and and uh, we've got five grandchildren and two of them. I can definitely see their their personalities. And there's not it's no question they're brought up the same way and just they perform completely differently. You know, and they need to. And you know, what helped me with the program was actually identifying personalities. And this, this is one thing which really helped me with saying, okay, this is um, a performer. And if I can adjust my, my way I'm going to approach this person or, or interact with this person, it'll be a more successful relationship. Hmm. And it's a, that's a great learning. And it helps you sort of, sort of speed things up in life, you know? I think that's a really good way to put it. And I think it's a way that an, an inventor would kind of say it like, well, it just made sense. It was a solution. It was I, at a world of possibilities. It makes sense to study people. It makes sense to know how they tick and yeah. whether or not it's nature or nurture. 
really stopping to consider that critter over there and how they view the world and how they move. And then taking a moment to speak that language is really, really valuable. And I think a performer like myself would say something like, oh, you just get to people and it's so fun. But inventors are like, no, it helps with the solution. Is that close to what you yeah. think you're saying or what yeah. you're saying? Yeah, it helps with the solution. And, and you know, it's like, uh, you know, another thing which I really learned in the program and really started to appreciate that you, you can get great things done in teams. You can't do it all yourself. And I think if you're going back, uh, you know, the 10 years where I worked very hard, but a lot of it was done by myself, you know. So the the programs certainly have helped me to, to especially in the study groups and the more intimate relationships one has with, intellectually intimate relationship one has with each other, that um, that it just helps you to, to um, look at it differently and then take that information and just get things done in a much more efficient way while you're, while you're staying with your ethics. So there's no change to my ethics, you know, um, and, and how I like things, which, as you can tell, is, is pretty strong. You know? <laughs> I've got strong ideas <laughs> on what I, what I want, and um, I'm not sure how to express those ideas, but I can still hear the feedback and and get things done faster, better. Um, and hey, if we do things better, we can have a greater change in the world, which is really what is required of us at the moment. That's right. And going back to your mission, I mean, it, it helps, right? There's, it's deeper than just a job. It's, it's more than just a thing, you, an occupation that you show up to day in and day out. It's a mission for you. And so it's that important to get it right. And if you have this limited window of time in a lifetime to do that, yeah. playing the games of humaning and, and if, or knowing exactly how to speak to this person in a way that moves the process faster just makes sense in your world. And I, I love that line that you just said intellectually intimate relationships. It's, it's probably something I'm going to steal and constantly say, well, it's what Dr. Bo told me on the podcast. So what, now tell me more about what you learned while you started studying with us, because you studied with us, you just said eight or nine years. Yep. Why in the world would anyone spend eight or nine years studying with us? <laughs> well, you know, I've studied 12 years before that. So I like studying as a, okay. as a stimulation to my brain. Um, I think, uh, what what certainly initially um, curiosity, um, seeing the potential of of um, learning new habits and establishing better systems for myself and for the business. Um, I was fascinated about personalities and cultures in one stage. So I think in early in MAP, I I did a few projects because we are importing raw materials from you know, 32 countries, and they all have different religion and different cultures. So that that transition from applying these personalities to Western cultures, American cultures, is very different if you're integrating them into a Hindi culture or, or Chinese cultures or so on, you know. So that was a very, I was very curious about this this aspect. And then I, I, um, I think in, I like the depth the MAP2 program allowed me to go into rather than FOT is sort of an introduction, really, which sets up a, a, a structure. But I really got the biggest benefit in, in MAP2. Yeah, ex exact same. And it was really funny, probably differently 
um, I came about it and complained about how much I had to study in fundamentals of transaction. In mechanics and practice, I apologized for how much I complained about the fundamentals of transaction study. And then in mechanics and practice too, I complained about how much I studied. I complained about the map and the, so I, I completely understand that. And I'm, I'm very curious as to what you found about different cultures, because in my world, I am constantly finding the ignorance and the things that I have to pull out from my Western brain, my American uh, America first brain a lot of times. And I'm, I'm learning how different things are in other places that we just don't think about in our culture. And one of those things was what I mentioned before. I just heard about poppy syndrome last night, oh, had syndrome. no clue what that was, but would you be willing to tell me just a, maybe a, a, a sentence or two about poppy syndrome for those that might not know? And then a few more about just what you're finding with people in different cultures using what you've studied at Influential You about how people tick? Um, so firstly, Josh, I think cultures, you need to experience in the culture. You can't learn it. Like you can learn a language via yes. a podcast or online or Duolingo or something. But a culture, you really need to, to be there. And I mean, I've visited 103 countries. So... I've been exposed to many different languages, many different cultures. And because my work is with people, so it's not, you don't go there as a tourist. So you go there and work with people. It's a complete different level. And you need to, you need to generate transactions. So you do need to, um, you are in a transactional relationship, which is, of course, all the stuff which we teach. And um, I say we, sorry, you teach in influence ecology. <laughs> and um and so this is this is for us. Um, how how do you how do you apply this? It's a lot of it's very sensitive in different cultures, with um, especially if, if they're religious, strongly religious based. And I, I'm a woman as well in business, so some of these cultures they prefer actually dealing with men. So there is a huge adjustment which you need to make in yourself. Um, respectful of that, but also saying, no, you know, you're going to have to work with me, you know. So mm. what I have found that the personalities are, I would say they are um, cross-cultural. Like, you know, you can see, you can see a um, person up in the mountain in Nepal who is a producer and you can see a person who is, a performer and you know it just takes a little bit more skill and and peeling back to identify this sometimes because stronger cultures can have uh, hold people very strongly in in uh, certain expectations so so happens in america it's not just um traditional cultures you know but yeah. the traditions they go so deep that you don't do certain things. So that's where you have to do a little bit of peeling back before you can really identify um, who you're talking with. Yeah. And I, I love what you said, uh, you know, even respectfully declining in different cultures and understanding during COVID, I was in lockdown for a little while and studied Spanish, one of the Duolingo apps. And I did it every morning for 15 to 30 minutes. And I tell you, what I'm you? really good at figuring out how to take those quizzes on the game 
not very good at speaking Spanish. And, but I do like, uh, we have a comment here. Christine Loeth said, yes, we live in a growth-centric world, also understanding the archetypes. And I'm, I'm guessing that she's agreeing with you in the sense of like understanding how those work is very helpful. And then having that growth-centric world is just, it's one of those things where the more that you start to learn, the more that you go out and, and be around people and experience, the more people that you can probably help. Is there anything you'd add to that? Yeah, it's it's sort of like, if, I mean, if you're looking at um, being in business for 34 years means that you've done something, people buy your, buy your product, right? So you've done something right. Um, and I think the the biggest thing which I probably pride myself in is, is the relationships I held for that many years with people. I mean, we've got suppliers, which we still work with from 30, 32 years ago. And mm -hmm. The relationship hasn't really changed. And in a crisis, or the relationship, even in COVID, where we couldn't visit and we couldn't see each other, um, I mean, if I wanted help, if I put my hand up and say, hey, I need da-da-da, they were all on board. It was incredible. I We were, you know, in, in the early uh, 20, 2020 uh, scenario, we we needed to make hand sanitizer, as you can imagine. Um, mm -hmm. And... And we, we ran out of bottles because, you know, there was such a huge demand and we were able to do it in the first week, actually, which was incredible. And I put out a quest to, I think it was 12 um, bottle suppliers and uh, to see if they could help me. And, I mean, this was stressful times for everybody. I mean, the inboxes were full, you know, they had to deal with stuff. And all 12 of them responded, which, I mean, that just blew my mind, mm -hmm. you know. And even if they respond and saying, oh, sorry, I can't help you. We have the same problem. They still took the time to respond. And that, that showed a little bit of um, respect for being in business for that long. You know? So the relationships, they, they carry you across the waters if the water gets deep. You know? oh, so good. And I, I love that. I mean, the responses, right? They, they reacted. There's so many times where people will just ignore as we teach in the yeah. programs. You, you must you know, almost sometimes shock the monkey. <laughs> what is it? Shock the, shock the lizard, wake the lizard, uh, feed the monkey, make sure that they realize, Hey, I, I've got a request for you and cut through the noise that we kind of that internal noise that we often have because we're indifferent to each other's needs. And when you have that Testament of being able to cut through it and they see your reputation and the things that you've done, paying attention to you is, is in some cases, life or death, soap or no soap. And before we keep going, I just want to stop for a moment and just and plug you one more time. If you're just joining us, we're here with Dr. Bo Hengen. Her company that she's the CEO and founder of is Absolute Essential. And you can see the website right there. If you're interested, please go and find her products. Uh, ethical, wonderful woman that I know that if you keep listening, you're going to just hear some more things that you're going to love because I've already gotten six or seven things on here. Dr. Bo, it's wonderful. So now you've studied with us for a while. What's life like now? Tell me, tell me the difference between working uh, before influentially you and now working now that you have the knowledge that you have uh, and the education that you studied here with influentially you. I think, um, I mean, look, anything you study, the, the, the key is to apply it because if you, you know, we all go to conferences and come back with a hundred notes. Um, not pages and you know I think that was a wonderful time and we don't apply it so I think the the rigor of um, the study groups the friends you make with that the 
the intellectually intimate relationship you create through that. The people you can pick up the phone to, and they'll they'll just support you. Um, it's great, which I learned to to maintain and 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 to nur to nourish. But because you know, if they're of help to you, you need to be of help to them, because it's a reciprocal relationship. And so I think I got much better at that, at looking after people. And in COVID, I had a, um, when we were in lockdown, I had the one thing I did every day was just pick up the phone to somebody, just somebody, mm -hmm. you know, to talk to them. Um, and, and I think my, my life has changed in a way that I have a common language, which I can share. I have systems in place which I have tested and they work. I hated contracts. Um, <laughs> I really tried to avoid them, like a performer. Eh? And so, you know, I was quite good at that inventing the top half of the, you know, of of the uh, transaction cycle, the inventing and and even going a little bit into the performing, I could deal with that, you know. But what when it comes to contract, it was uncomfortable. And I think the study of contract and and metrics and really measuring what actually worked has has helped a grow the business, but also saved me from from many mistakes. And because um, if you've got a contract, you know you've got something to um, you don't need to necessarily ram it down people's throats because that doesn't work either. But at least you have something you can sort of lean on and you have a structure you can negotiate around. Yeah, I love that because knowing where you are is so helpful in any process. But knowing where you are with a person, ooh, you really start to move very, very accurately. And I, I love that. Now, um, we're, we're towards the end of the episode, which is, it just flew by. Uh, and I'm, I'm just going to blame yeah. you for it because it's so fun listening to you. We give everyone a, a, an opportunity to have a soapbox moment. And in, in I would love to hear maybe one or two things from you. What are the things that you would stand up on a soapbox and scream on a corner that are so important for people to know? I think... Um... Yeah, it's difficult to have just one thing, but I think everything goes back to your health. So the earlier, like if we've got health, we've we've got a potential to have everything. If we have no health, then, you know, no money or nothing which we um, gathered will, will really be of use to us. So you need to take care of your health. And if I could speak to a lot of young people, take care of your health early. It's not something you start when you start getting conditions it's something you start way be way before um and i think in this time and age what's as a business i think and i've clearly have demonstrated that over the years but even more so now we we as business owners founders or within businesses need to lead the the public to to consume better rather than more and the consuming better i mean that just in my industry, and this, this applies to all industries, but just in my industry, I feel that if we have, if we have, uh, we get a ton of raw material and let's say a ton of lemongrass and we are having the potential to create a medicinal high quality essential oils, which benefits our health in many conditions, this is much better than having a, 
ton of lemongrass, extracting it with extreme heat and very fast to just get some things out of it and then throw it into the flavor and fragrance industry. It's the same process, but no value created at the end. And I think we need to look at buying high value products, which actually impact our lives, but also impact the lives of the people who make those products, who create those products for us, who grow them. You know, the people who are on the field, um, who pick the weeds, you know, who, who plow the, falls, the, the fields with their buffaloes, you know. This is it's just a circular economy model which really helps all of us to, to continue to live on this planet, really. I think that's how serious it is at the moment. So yeah. change. And, you know, what change? It's like any change. Recycling, collecting your plastics, you know, um, going to the coffee shop with your own cup. I mean, little things. We can all do little things. It's, it's not exclusive to somebody. But do support companies with ethical um with ethics behind their products and which have really proven sustainable supply chains for, you know, who all of our consumption. And at Christmas time, just think about what, what you buy and how it comes and how it's wrapped. I tell you, your heart just shows through all of the wires and even days. Cause I think you're a day ahead of me, but thank you so much for being on our podcast today, Dr. Bo. And I have to tell you, it's, it's, um, I, I see a lot of Ventura in the heart of, of my city as a um, city that's very forward thinking when it comes to our footprint at being very sustainable, environmentally friendly. And I can see why there's such a connection between New Zealand, uh, Australia and uh, Ventura. And that's, I'm, it's starting to like really sink in some days and speaking with you today, it really, really shone through. So thank you so much. You'll come back and be a guest in the future. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you. Um, there's a couple things that I want to mention about that interview that I just had with uh, Dr. Bo and, and Tihi. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and close out now. What you find really in what she said, there's two things that I took away. I love that she said, if you're going to run a business, sign up for a marathon because that resilience and that willpower is so important. And one of the other things that we talk about is the structure. She talked about the structure of making sure that you had a structure or had a process. We talk a lot about willpower is not enough. You need an environment, but your environment is so much stronger when you have it paired with the willpower. And one of the best things that John Patterson has ever said to me is that your environment is stronger than your willpower. And I took it for a long time to mean, oh, just ignore the willpower, just grow the environment. That's not so. What I heard Dr. Bo say is having that resilience, having that willpower, having that mission and seeing it through is so valuable to how we move and how we do things with our business. If that's something that you're interested, you're going to love what I'm about to say, because if you'd like to know more about us here at Influential U, please go to InfluentialU.Global and you can explore our courses, consulting and conferences. We offer a four-year curriculum for those seeking an advanced experience. However, if you're new to Influential U, we recommend that you start with Thrive. It's our self-guided training. Thrive is a self-guided training program that lets you learn at your own pace. Thrive members enjoy weekly live e-coaching sessions and an ever-expanding library of exclusive video lessons with our faculty, thought leaders, and industry experts. You'll get proven proprietary tools to accurately assess your career and develop a realistic strategy to achieve your aims faster. Your membership also includes chat access to faculty, plus discounts to our transformative conferences. 
where you can meet people like Dr. Bo. That's where I met her. Sign up today and use promo code 20OFF. That's 20OFF for a 20% discount on the monthly subscription. That's coupon code 20OFF. Next week, I'm really excited because we interview Laurel McClay. She's the executive facilitator and coach specializing in helping teams in tech, engineering, and science. And they, she helps them work better together, work smarter together. And I honestly could not think of a better way to wrap up our 2022 Influential You podcast season than to have her on. Thank you so much for joining us today. Each week we stream live at 2 p.m. Pacific on our website, Facebook, and LinkedIn, and YouTube. You can easily share this with others anytime you'd like. You can also subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or any other place that you get your podcasts. Check out our show notes for links to connect with our guests, plus links to websites, books, or special downloads that we talked about in today's episode. This podcast is made possible by the Influential You staff, faculty, and our members all around the world. With a special thanks to our executive producer, Tyson Crandall, and contributions from Michael Teehe behind the booth. Thank you, Michael. Joey Anderley, Daryl Anderley, Paul West, Liz Smiley, John Patterson, and a special thanks to our guest today, Dr. Bo Hengen. The Influential You podcast is produced by Influence Ecology LLC in Ventura, California. This episode was recorded on December 14th, 2022, December 15th, if you're on the other side of the world. This podcast theme is by Chris Standring, entitled Fast Trained Everywhere. And if you haven't yet offered a rating or review, I ask that you take a moment, go to iTunes or your podcast app, and let us know what you think. This helps us more than you know, and we'll see you next week on the Influential You podcast. 